Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your hosts, Mike Ferrante and Tyler Callahan. Mike, how are you doing this week? Uh, Tyler, you know me. I'm settled. Yeah, you're, sorry, you're what? I'm settled. You're settled? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, on a scale of uh, not settled, unsettled to very settled, how settled are you? I'm chilling. Chilling? Okay, that's, that's a good level. So, it is halfway through february and we are finally talking about a movie that came out in 2020 we would have talked about bad boys or you know uh, how bad the horror movies were in january but uh i know we had some important videos to knock out movies coming forward in 2020 obviously we had all the big oscar predictions and oscar news but the first movie we're talking about this year that's actually from this year is dceu's latest movie and that is the birds of prey and the fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Uh, I'll get into the title later. Um, if you do not know what the movie is about, uh, I don't blame you. Who does know what the Birds of Prey are? But this takes place after Suicide Squad. Uh, they wrote Jared Leto out with them breaking up. So it's Harley Quinn on her own having to go up against Black Mask, played by the fabulous Ian McGregor. So The GOAT, the goat yeah. It's got goat beard as Obi Wan too, but oh, yeah. uh, Mike, what'd you what'd you think of Birds of Prey? Well, after watching it, I I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It was it was definitely a fun movie to watch. It was definitely a feminist movie, as far which is not a bad thing. Let me just say that I I'm felt it didn't overdo that part, which yeah, I liked. It was very subtle, but mm-hmm. also the message really came across. And it kind of hit home to a lot of uh, a lot of issues that you know women go through in the workplace, which you it's seen by like Black Mask and as far as uh, uh, the GCPD building, like what Montoya goes through, like the heckling of all her male officers and superior. So I feel like they kind of did a nice transition into that. And kind of set it up. And also, there's, it's kind of the first comic book movie where it's all female leads. There's not a single male lead in the film. And all the antagonists are males. Yeah, I think you're right on that. I mean, yeah, obviously there's Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel as female-led movies. But, you it's know. It's not so- a full cast of female heroes like that. Yeah, you I still have that's... Chris Pine, Samuel Jackson back in the mop here. I mean. It's just more females than a hyena. Correct. Bruce, the hyena. But other than that, I thought it was very well done. It was entertaining. Um, I really enjoyed the soundtrack to it as well. The soundtrack was surprisingly good. Which also, funny enough, is all female artists. I mean, for the type of movie they're making, I guess that works. I mean, I didn't really have any issues with any of the songs. I listened to some of the new music made specifically for the movie. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad. I thought the soundtrack worked really well. Like I said, in total, I I enjoyed the film. It was a fun watch. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely feel like this is technically not Marvel Studios. Their answer to that, but basically their answer to a Deadpool style movie, but with DC characters. I guess. I mean, obviously, nothing too outrageous because. 
you know, what you can do with Deadpool. But considering where Harley Quinn was in Suicide Squad to now is almost night and day in how she acts, how obviously how she fights. But the essence of the character is still there. Like, I will say, one of the issues I had with the marketing for this movie and the trailers they had is I hated Harley Quinn talk. I hated Margot Robbie talking as Harley Quinn in the trailers. I don't know what it was. I hated it. Whenever she did the Harley freaking Quinn line, I just, I cringed. The movie, absolutely so much better. She knocked it out of the park with her performance. Absolutely. Would you agree that she's basically like she is like a near perfect Harley Quinn or I would argue that she is the only and greatest Harley Quinn we've seen on the big screen. I mean, when you look at the Arkham video games or the animated movies that the DC has put out that, that involve Harley Quinn and even just like comic renderings, she's like perfect for the role. Yeah, she completely embodies that persona, and you know it's it's kind of it's kind of weird to see a uh, Oscar-nominated actress who's able to play such an iconic comic book villain, technically, that is almost in a sense below her pay grade. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't say being like leading a superhero movies below her pay grade i mean with the amount of you know people involved in marvel studios there's a lot of solid talent there that you you would never think would do a marvel movie but then there they are suiting up well i feel like because her career has been on the the rise ever since you know wolf of wall street and suicide squad mm-hmm. and you know she gets decent sized roles so it it really must show that she truly enjoys playing the character oh no she does i mean she said in an interview she does i mean they you know if i don't know if you paid attention in the credits but she took on a bigger role in this movie enough that she's a credited producer for the movie correct she's also the one that apparently came up or pushed for the long title which personally i think hurt the box office a bit i think harley quinn dot dot birds of prey would have been a lot easier for the general public i understand she said she liked, you know, long titles because they're funny as a kid. I get that. But for marketing-wise, I don't think it was a good move. But, no, she was, she was great as Harley Quinn. Um, it's good that she cares about the character and puts a lot of effort sure. into getting it right. Yeah, it really pays off. Yeah. I, I, I was wondering if there was any other standout characters for you. For me, Huntress was a standout character. Just a lot of laughs, even, obviously, Huntress doesn't mean it. A lot of jokes, good jokes coming from her. Yeah, because, I mean, she kind of played like this awkward, badass female vigilante. was awesome to watch throughout the film. I mean, a big standout scene that I still like to this this day, even watching it again. When she's going down the slide and the guy's coming back after and like she does a turnaround, hops up over him and then starts stabbing him. Like, yeah, I thought that yeah. was the scene. She, she really is Batman without any... Uh social skills basically and also if that and use a crossbow and kill people well yeah at least it's not a bow and arrow right yeah another one is obviously ewan mcgregor yes this guy can play a wide variety of roles and he completely killed it in this one 
which we'll go into a negative later on. But yeah, his uh, <clears throat> his short fused anger outbursts really did r- Black Mask character justice because any graphic novels, any short animated short movies you see with Black Mask in it, he's got a short fuse, and when he explodes, he's very volatile, which you see in this movie. <clears throat> it's kind of like borderline bipolar. Um, I did like how, well, he was the antagonist. They, there was some depth for the character. Uh, there was a, specifically one scene uh, where he's, do, you know, trying to work on a business deal, and you know, he, he mentions how his father threw him out. You know, his yeah. family doesn't care for him, and that's kind of the reason why he's pushing so aggressively to build this empire. So it's not just he's evil and an asshole for no reason. It's he was hurt by his family, so he's in the mode of fuck everyone. I'm doing my own thing my way. Does it involve killing people when needed? Yes, but there is some more depth to him now. And they don't go to so far as to make you feel sorry for him. Oh, no, no, no. But Oh, you hate him. <clears throat> yeah, like, you understand where he's coming from, but he's still an asshole, and, you know, he's a pain in the ass. Uh, what'd you think of the second antagonist, Zaz? Zaz? Zaz was, I think, pretty good. You know, from the few things I know about the character, he did did it pretty well because he's a psychopath that enjoys murder but more than that more of the torture aspect to the murder which you can tell like he gets pleasure out of hurting people yeah he definitely does you know overall i feel like the casting in this movie was actually pretty solid yeah i mean i do feel uh black canary and the uh what's the cop's name again montoya montoya um, they're both underused a bit for the most part throughout the movie. Uh, their performances are fine. I have nothing against performances. It's just the script did not give them much to work with, really. And again, going back to the title, like they say, it's Birds of Prey, and then you know Harley Quinn at the end. It's a Harley Quinn movie through and through. Like, just yeah. to get that straight, it's a Harley Quinn movie for two thirds, and then it's team up. I think we really do need to mention the action scenes are really good. Yeah, they are. A lot of it was done by the John Wick stunt teams, so it shows why the action's pretty good. My personal favorite was Harley going to the uh, GCPD. Cops are fucking terrible. I gotta say, like, th- did you notice how, like, no cops really put up a fight? Like, fucking, no wonder Batman gave up in this universe. God damn. Yeah, but I mean, it's, you know, it's Margot Robbie coming at you. Are you gonna do anything about that? You're just like, you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna let this happen. <laughs> I guess, but... <laughs> But also, like, she took the majority of them by surprise. She she did. I just mean, like, toward the end, like, no yeah. one's going to step in. But I think the uh, biggest standout fight team for me <clears throat> is still within the GCPD, but when she's in the uh, the holding cells. Okay. That one was shot really well. I got to say, that's... Oh, yeah, that one was awesome. <clears throat> Another thing I will say, the broken leg thing is a huge crutch in this movie. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Um, Sure, Harley Quinn broke at least ten legs in this movie, at least. Harley Quinn hates hates people walking. Yeah, that's a that's a fact. She broke this one guy's leg, one each leg, and then the second leg was broken twice in two different directions. Yeah, yeah, going to seeing it go back and forth like that was it was almost hard to watch. Yeah, but you know we've we've watched John Wick. We can go through yeah. some. Fake break and 
And besides, it's not it's not even the most goriest thing in the movie, is it? No. But I know what you're getting at, and that wasn't even that bad. Oh, I mean, I'm talking For... about the face. Cutting up those faces. Oh. Uh, uh, seeing... Yeah, but, you know, that wasn't really shown. I know. I was surprised it was shown in the corner like that. As the camera's panning, I'm like, okay. Yeah. They're going that far. Like, takes the face off and just throws it on the ground. Yeah. I mean, respect. That's what Zaz does. Like, it's not like they're hiding away from it. So, let's go into the main negative I feel we both have before we go into it. Uh, we will need to talk about spoilers. So, if you don't care about spoilers or, you know, continue listening, or if you haven't seen the movie yet and you don't want to be spoiled, uh, now's your time to stop listening. Because we do have an issue with a certain character. Mike, how do you feel about Black Mass dying within the movie? I mean, it sucked. Because, like I said, Ewan McGregor's performance was amazing. And it would have been awesome to see him return. Like, maybe against a different antagonist. You Mm -hmm. know, maybe Batman or Red Hood. Like, you know, that would be cool. But, uh, you know, in hindsight, it kind of makes sense that he wouldn't go up against them because... He didn't really do any fighting himself at all in this movie. That's true. He just kind of kept hiring people and letting them go out and do the work. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense for, you know, a crime boss to do. Yeah, I mean, he's not really going to be getting his hands dirty. Dirty. I mean, you've seen those very nice gloves he keeps wearing, right? Yeah. Different gloves for different outfits. Yep, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of disappointed when that happened because Ian McGregor is so fucking good in this movie. He kills it. And it's just, see, see, not only, like, die, but, like, die in pieces, in, in frame fully. So it's not like, oh, well, he died off off screen. We can just write him back in. No, no, he's in 20 different pieces. Um, He's not Deadpool. He's done. I, I was also a bit disappointed in that he only wore the mask for, like, 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. Was the mask cool? Yes. Should have been used more. I agree. Um, Especially since they teased in a few flashbacks him using it throughout the movie. Finally wears it for the final battle. And, you know, it's taken off almost immediately. Um, I definitely feel Victor Zaz was underused. The fact that he is supposed to be this crazy psychopath that loves killing people, you know, really enjoys it. The fact that he wasn't able to let loose and go one-on-one with someone or, you know, get some decent hits in, I thought was kind of a waste of his character. I don't know. Like, Not wrong. Like his personality. Like they nailed the personality. They nailed him being interested in killing. Throughout the movie. But when it came time to let loose. He was used as the sacrificial kill. To get everyone together. And face Black Mask and all those hired people. So. Yeah. It's like story wise it works. I just wanted to see more from him. Because uh, really besides the Gotham TV show. He's not really in any live action stuff. You know, he's not used often. No, he was uh, seen briefly in Batman Begins. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't, didn't yeah. know that. It's, uh, it was during the uh, court. It was during one of the court scenes when uh, whatever her name is, Katie Holmes was like, you know, prosecuting. And Scarecrow was like, oh, yeah, no, he's, uh, he's actually mentally unstable and then he's later seen at the end but that's pretty much he literally has zero speaking lines they just mention his name and you see him okay um was there anything else that you didn't like about the movie 
Um, yeah, I'm just going to say this one piece. Okay. It would have been nice to know exactly why Black Mask wanted Harley Quinn dead. Because, like, you know, they kind of give you a reason, but it doesn't really feel that compelling. You I mean, they I mean? gave you, like, 50 different reasons, including voting for Bernie, so there you go. Yeah, but I feel like that was just more of, like, comedic stuff that, you know, was ripping off Deadpool. Like, maybe if there was a... Because most of the people got flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Black Mask didn't get any flashbacks um... during that. I'm kind of fine with the motivation. Um, they made it pretty clear that Black Mask only showed respect and kindness to Harley Quinn because of the Joker, right? He doesn't want the Joker coming into his club and fucking things up. When he hears she's open season, it's probably a lot of... I mean, based on the character we've seen, he's very short-tempered. And he has been able to hold any hatred he has had for the Joker and Harley Quinn for years and hear them break up means he can kill Harley Quinn, let out his anger, and have no repercussions. It makes sense. The first thing he does when he hears that is, come on, bring her over. Bring her over. Let's get done with Like, I thought that was fine. Yeah, I mean, maybe I just wanted a little bit more backstory. Okay. No, I, yeah, I, I guess I get it, because the main one, the main flashback you see is her breaking the legs of the driver, right? That's the main one. But you're, you're right. Maybe there could have been a bigger moment that maybe she did something with the Joker that really screwed him over. Yeah, but, like it was a business deal that like the Joker completely stole or something like that. And you, you actually, you bring this up leads me into my other main issue with the movie. And this is going to sound weird, but I actually wanted to see Jared Leto's Joker. I want him in the movie. Yeah. So um, did I. Because I rewatched some clips of Suicide Squad. Don't ask me why. And the movie ends on a very positive note of Joker and Harley Quinn, you know, him breaking her out of prison. It really would have been nice to see him as a recurring character in the movie, showing his side of why they broke up. Obviously, they wrote it fine, whatever. But if you think about it, it's kind of lazy how they, like, just, oh, well, you know, they just got into an argument and he, he, he was just dumb with her. Meanwhile, Suicide Squad showed him repeatedly trying to save her. But if you remember, this wasn't supposed to be the next movie we got. No, it wasn't. But, you know, Suicide Squad came out three and a half years ago. You've had time to rewrite stuff. But I think the biggest issue was because we were supposed to get a Joker and Harley movie. Yes, that was one of the rumored projects that was supposed to be happening. I feel they could have incorporated, like, I feel like that movie, which never really got off the ground anyway, right? There was never really a director or writers attached. They they should have incorporated Jared Leto. Like, I assume he'd want a redemption chance to redeem the character with a better writer. The script here is pretty good. And I, I think... No? Okay. And the main reason why is... I think Jared Leto is done with Warner Brothers. I wouldn't blame him. You know, he said he had another 15, 20 minutes filmed with the director. You know, the more abusive side. Um, and there, there's a bunch of other things. And that was all cut. And honestly, if, if I was him, I got all this shit on the internet and Warner Brothers didn't have my back. I mean, I, you could be right. I mean, he did Blade Runner, but that was about it for Warner Brothers after that. I mean, he's in he's in Marvel now. Yeah, well, yeah he's in Marvel now. Maybe that's the case. I, I just feel it would have been better and it would have added more depth to you know, the thing that started. It was the breakup and the emancipation was have the Joker. Because even if you had the Joker available for flashbacks... We could do what you wanted, which is have a big scene where the Joker 
and Harley Quinn helping the Joker fucks over Black Mask, and he's like, he's fucking done. He wants to get rid of him. Yeah, but they specifically cropped him out of anything that involved him. Oh, yeah, especially in the bat scene. I was like, all right, guess we're not seeing the face either. Yep. <clears throat> or the tattooing scene. Tattoos, yep, nothing. Um, so I would have liked it. I think would have added more to Harley Quinn's story. Obviously, still le- still, still break up at the end. I'm not saying have them get back together, but if you saw him keep trying to come back and interfere with the plot and try and get her back, that would have been nice to see. I mean, besides that, I thought the movie was pretty good. Like you said, it was, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. I guess that leads into where would we put it in the DCEU. I would put it above Aquaman and Justice League immediately. Oh, yeah. Past- um, I would put it above Batman vs. Superman as well. Okay, that's going to be a no for me. Um, I put it better than Wonder Woman. See, I don't think it's, <clears throat> I don't think it's better than Man of Steel or Wonder Woman. I think it's a lot more fun to watch than Wonder Woman is, mm-hmm. but I think Wonder Woman's a stronger movie as a whole. Okay, see, I need to, I need to watch Wonder Woman sometime before the 1984 comes out because I left, I left watching Wonder Woman. It's like it's fine, but it's nothing great, really. Like it's nothing <clears throat> special. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it. There was a lot of cool things that they did. And once again, you know, Gal Gadot killed it as a character. Yeah, she did. But uh, I, I'd say oh. I'd say Birds Birds of Prey is third place for me. Solid. Yeah, I would I would agree with you on the uh, the third place. Different yeah. order, of course. But um, it is a shame it's not doing as well box office wise. Um, yeah, it is one of the stronger movies that have come out of the DCEU. Yeah. Right now, in case anyone cares about box office numbers, it is tracking to be the lowest DCEU movie domestically and worldwide by at least $100 million. The only upside for Warner Brothers is the movie was about $80, $90 million to be made plus advertising. So it's not a big budget movie. It's not super big. That does help. But, I mean, obviously they didn't expect this. And I think no one expected this. I'm surprised, you know, it went this slow because Rotten Tomato score, that's pretty good. The audience yeah. score is good. Um, it's not like it's being rated like it's a piece of shit movie. It's being rated as one of the better DCU movies. Yeah, I mean, it's um, rated higher than Wolfman is. Yeah, I mean, it's rated better than half of the DCU movies. So Actually, for a, it's rated the second best. What's higher, uh, Shazam or Aquaman? I think I think it's... Uh, Shazam? It, no, it's Wonder Woman's the highest. Oh, yeah, Wonder Woman. Yeah, that and then really I think good. Ray, Shazam, Aquaman... And then everything else is lower. Yeah. Yeah, because I know like four of them are rotten. But um, so I will say that the director was smart with leaving the movie open-ended for Birds of Prey 2. But if this is the only movie, it works fine. They can take Harley. They're already having her in Suicide Squad 2. And then that can be the continuation. Um, I would like to see more Huntress and the other characters. I wouldn't mind seeing it. But yeah, Mike, do you think, do you think with uh, what DC and Warner Brothers are doing now, do you think a sequel would happen based on these numbers? Oof. I mean, based on the numbers, mm-hmm. it's not as likely. Okay. Because, you know, if it performed a lot better, of course it was going to get a sequel. I mean, should they? Absolutely. Because the movie is strong. They yeah. did a great job with the characters, and you want to see what comes next. All right, how now, about they- I'm going to float you an idea. You tell me if it's a good substitute or not. So you've heard of HBO Max, right? The big streaming yeah. service. 
They're doing a Green Lantern show. They're doing uh, a couple DC stuff exclusive to it. What would you think of a limited series, a lot like Titans, Swamp Thing, you know, whatever the Green Lantern show is, with the Birds of Prey cast they set up with, minus Harley Quinn, as they go around Gotham? I mean, it could work. Because... A separate Birds of Prey movie without Harley Quinn would be just as entertaining. It wouldn't be just as entertaining, no, but realistically, I don't know if Margot Robbie would lend the character back to a HBO Max TV series. I no, don't know. I'm saying I would prefer a movie even without Harley Quinn in it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I get that, but I, I feel... We see all these characters we can explore, and as the Birds of Prey, because Harley Quinn technically isn't even in the Birds of Prey. Yes, the I know from the comics that they're missing a member or two, right? Yeah, technically Batgirl is okay. uh, Birds of Prey. Well, there's but, that Batgirl movie that just keeps flowing around. If that ever gets made. Yeah, just, just like that Nightwing movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, so, like, for a sequel, you could explore more into Black Canary, because they kind of play, they hint around the idea within the movie that her mom might have been the original Black Canary. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, they, they did hint at the end of the first movie. I would have liked to seen a flashback of that or something. They just kept referencing it. Yeah, no, I mean, I would prefer a movie, first and foremost, but I'd much prefer a TV series over them not being used at all, again, because they have something good there. Uh, so, let's wrap it up with our recommendation, yes or no. I'm a yes Mike, yes or no? Oh, it's a strong yes on that one. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I was that would definitely go see it. Um, you don't need to see Suicide Squad to see this movie. Obviously, there are a couple of small references to it if you did watch it. Otherwise, you can just sit down, and watch it, enjoy it. They explain it, the rest of the cast in the movie. Uh, but Mike, if anyone has any thoughts about Birds of Prey or how the DCEU is uh, going right now, where can they let us know? As always, you can send us an email at entertainmentexpansion at outlook.com or come on down to our Instagram page, give us a follow, send us a direct message, leave a comment under our latest post, and finally, check us out on YouTube. We got a whole bunch of other movies on there, movie discussions that you guys will probably get a kick out of. Yeah, I bet they would. I'd recommend that. Uh, But that is it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. Thank you for listening, and see you next week.